0: Reading from the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Occasions for stumbling are bound to come. But woe to anyone by whom they come. It will be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea than for you to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If another disciple sins, you must rebuke the offender. And if there is repentance, you must forgive. And if the same person sins against you seven times a day and turns back to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive. The apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me? Put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink. Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I wonder what it was like to walk around with... Jesus. Did he really talk the way Luke reports? Didn't that just blow your mind? It's like stream of consciousness, except it's all important. It's words of life given by our Lord. Jesus is drawing nearer to Jerusalem and He seems to know what that will mean. So He starts throwing teaching after teaching at His disciples. He he senses that His days are numbered and now it's time to get a lot across what it means to follow Him, what it means to be a community of believers. The disciples are taking in these commands and realize it's not just enough To say I'm with Jesus, that there are expectations about how to be with Jesus. High expectations. Those who follow Jesus can't turn back from which they come. They're to choose Him, even over family, to deny themselves and take up their crosses, to give up their possessions. And Jesus knows that it will be hard. He knows that they will stumble. But He warns them, they'd better not cause someone immature in the faith to stumble. Jesus knows that they will sin, and that within a close-knit family of followers, they'll have to lovingly rebuke the brother, the sister who sins, but he was quick to add they'd better also forgive if the brother or sister repents. Disciples taking all these teachings, heavy demands were becoming overwhelmed. Maybe the way I felt reading this, maybe the way you felt hearing this, increase our faith, they beg. Because they realize there's no other way to fulfill Jesus' teachings. Do you ever feel like you'd like more faith? Maybe you've come across one of Jesus' challenging teachings and it seems so far beyond what you are capable of doing and it's it's almost laughable that He commanded of you. You think I'm supposed to do this? My perfect grandmother couldn't do this. Do you ever feel like you could use more faith? Maybe you've had a diagnosis and you have no idea how you're going to cope with it. And you want to look and sound like those people who have always amazed you with their positive outlook no matter what they face, but you're not feeling it. Maybe there's brokenness in a relationship. And the best scenario that you can imagine is painful. And no one seems to understand how you're feeling. Maybe you're lonely, and no matter how many invitations you've received or how many gatherings you've attended, the drive home is too quiet, and the stillness of the house is almost unbearable. Maybe one of your co workers, or friends, or family members has pushed you about what it is you believe, and you don't have the answers to their questions. And they're challenges and you feel inadequate in what you believe and what you know and what you can articulate. Do you ever feel like you could use more faith? Of course you do. We all do. I have conversations with you. I know you do. I have conversations with God. I know that I feel I could use more faith. I know that you believe, and I believe, and yet I also know that we are faithful when we pray, Lord, help our unbelief. We don't have perfect faith any more than we have perfect devotion or perfect surrender. We are works in progress, which is why Jesus began His teachings today by saying, Occasions for stumble are bound to come. We don't have perfect faith. But what if I were to tell you we have sufficient faith? Enough faith? When the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith, they were acknowledging that He, that God, is the source of faith. We do not create it. We do not grow it. Whatever faith we have is a gift from God. If their faith was to increase, it would be by God's doing. Increase our faith, the disciples plead. And Jesus responds, but not with a zap, not with an infusion, not even with a prescription on how to increase their faith. He responds, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. That if is misleading. For those of us who feel our faith is inadequate, we hear in that if a judgment. Since your faith is not even the size of a little mustard seed, we hear Jesus saying. In the Greek, however, it can mean the opposite. Since you have faith the size of even a tiny mustard seed. Since you have faith, you could move that mulberry tree with all its deep and twisted roots. You could command that tree to get up from where it is and to go into the sea and replant itself since you have faith. To which we're saying, well, I've never had faith like that. It's never worked for me. To which I have to respond, when was the last time you commanded a tree to transplant itself into the sea? Last weekend, my uncle came to help me remove some bushes with deep and long-growing roots from our backyard. And it took a tractor... But we did it. Never once did I stop to think, let's command those shrubbery to remove themselves. Nor would I I have, even if I had remembered this teaching from Luke's gospel. I don't think it's what Jesus had in mind. Do you remember when Jesus was going through the temptation, and, and Satan took him up to the top of the temple and said, jump. The scripture teaches, Satan said, that God will command his angels concerning you to protect you. Jump. On their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jump. The scripture said it. Why not do it? Wouldn't that prove your faith? Satan seemed to ask. And how did Jesus respond? Not by jumping. He said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. I don't think that me standing by shrubbery or by my neighbor's decaying tree that looms over our fence and our carport and our cars, that looming Decaying tree. I don't think me standing beside that and commanding them to move is really evidence of my faith. I think that would be putting the Lord my God to the test. The Lord has given us other ways to remove shrubbery and trees. Would someone please tell my backdoor neighbor? But I think Jesus is trying to tell us is what his virgin mother proclaimed. Nothing will be impossible for God. And if we can believe that, then we can believe that a tree might relocate at our command. But far more important than that is believing that we have been given sufficient faith to be part of unbelievable things. We have been given sufficient faith. Lord, I believe... Help my unbelief. We've been given sufficient faith. For what? Sufficient for forgiving our brother and our sister. Hmm. Can we go back and talk about moving? Shrubbery. Some days that sounds a whole lot easier. Sufficient faith for what? You're to be good examples for new Christians. Hmm. Where can I find a mulberry tree? Our faith is sufficient for what? God has given you the faith you need to follow His Son. To turn your life over to Jesus. To walk in ways that lead to life. To trust and to obey. To give Generously to live boldly, to pray for our neighbors, to love God and neighbor, to care for our enemies. God has given us sufficient faith. My faith is only the size of a mustard seed. Yes, it's enough. But I want to increase my faith. It's enough. I have trouble believing. You have been given enough. When the disciples begged Jesus to give them more faith, He did not give them a magic potion. He didn't even teach them ways in which they might grow their faith. There was no formula offered. Jesus said, in essence, since you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you have enough. He did add one more teaching. When a servant does his job and his faithfulness produces results, the servant isn't given extra reward for having done his job. He's done what he's supposed to do. He's been what he was supposed to be. He's been how he should have been. And so Jesus concludes, When you have done all that you were ordered to do, my disciples, say, we are worthless servants. We have done only what we ought to have done. It takes faith to be faithful when no reward is guaranteed. So like when you forgive, as hard as that is, It's not a meritorious act, being a disciple. When you provide a holy example for others, as challenging as that may be, it's not a credit to you. It's being one of Christ's disciples. When you follow Him and take up your cross and deny yourself, you haven't earned anything, Then, a Christian. Now, occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but so are occasions for tremendous faithfulness. Both. The discipleship your faith enables and the mercy that forgives your stumbling, both are gifts from God. The God who has given you sufficient faith to follow We don't need to increase our faith. We need to lean on the faith we've been given, whatever size it may be. And the one who created the mustard seed will handle the rest. Thanks be to God. Amen.